shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. This is episode 101 of the Human Hope Podcast, and I got one question. Y'all ready for this? Come on, come on. Hey. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlos Enrique Whitaker Guzman Archibald Cabello. 101, we back. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm looking straight in the camera. And you're probably like, Carlos, why is your face the way it is? <laughs> Can I say that? Um, why does it look like you've been crying and crying and crying? Which here's the truth. I have been. And um, it has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> So, um, but before we get into what we're going to talk about today, before we uh, let the tears roll, probably just mostly mine, but maybe some of yours as well. Um, I do want to just hop into really quickly a partner of the show, and then we're going to get straight into the nitty gritty. Here you guys go. All right, we're in. Thank you, Spotify for, pod, for podcasters for partnering with the show. Um, today, we are talking to my mom and my dad. Um, we're, and when I say talking to my mom and my dad, it's that's uh, take talking to um, with a grain of salt. Uh, we are talking to them. How much they talk back is is another thing. My mom, you know, it's funny. She uh, she loves everything that I put out, just like a good mom. I, I think I'm kind of understanding because 
every episode, she's the first one to listen to every podcast. She's the first one to comment on every Instagram post. She's the first one to whatever. And it's funny because it's like the same thing with my kids. When my daughter, Sohaila puts out a, a photo, I'm like the first one that sees it because she's like the only person, my kids are the only people who, when they post something on Instagram, I get an actual notification on my phone telling me that they've posted something. So I'm like, right on. Like, oh my God, you're amazing. You're the most professional, beautiful photographer on the planet. That's my mom. Uh, so mom, I know you're listening to this. Uh, and I tricked her. I tricked Carmen into being on the podcast today. Um, I'll explain how in a minute, but what I do want to do is announce the winner of the hundredth episode, Carlos's Apple watch contest. And, um, I gave away my Apple watch last week to somebody, um, on my Instagram that listened to the podcast and here's the winner. Whoa. Something's on my lip here. Drum roll, please. I needed, I need to have a better drum roll. Don't I? I do. Drum roll, please. The winner is Nate. Borkert. Or Nate Borchert. Um, This was randomly drawn. And I'll be honest with you. I was a little surprised that it was a dude. Now it may actually may not be a dude. You may be a girl with the name Nate or Nathan, which is totally fine. Um, but I think it's a guy <laughs> that's, that's like the most 2023 thing I've ever said. This is a dude. This is a dude, Nathan, Nathan's a dude. Nathan. Congratulations. I see your email. Uh, I'm going to have my team email you get your Addy and I'm gonna send you my watch. It's that simple. Look, I'm just giving things away. Um, gosh, we, we got, we got more stuff to give away. So Thanks. Thanks everybody for, um, the many hundreds of you, uh, that entered that quick little silly contest. Um, and also thanks for listening to the hundredth episode. Uh, we're here. I, I see my solid, I see, I see my solids. I see the thousands of you every, like almost to the, to the exact digit, uh, that are downloading this on a daily basis. I mean, like every Thursday, like the second it comes out with by noon, I know exactly how many people are going to download this thing because you guys are you either have it set to download. I don't know how you got it, how you got it worked out, but I see you and I'm grateful for you. If you're a new listener, I would love for you to subscribe on, on Spotify, follow it on Apple podcasts, whatever the word is for whatever, whoa, for whatever, um, podcast platform you're listening on. It really is helpful. If you do that also rate it, give us some reviews. I would love that. Okay. So on to the, uh, conversation at hand, um, I'm just going to kind of get right into it. Uh, today was, um, it was a hard day. It's been, it's been a hard, um, couple weeks, you know, um, for those of you that have followed my dad and I've, I've actually had him on the podcast, but it was many years ago, but I re-uploaded an interview I did with him. Um, I think it may have been episode 50. Um, he is progressing at a much rap, more rapid pace with his dementia. Whereas I think even like three months ago, I'd walk in the room. He knew who I was. Um, now he doesn't really even know who my mom is. And um, that's hard. Um, it's hard because, you know, we're entering into a, a space. We're enter- entering into a, um, 
Oh man. A, the, the part of this journey with caring for a loved one with dementia that you really, you know, you don't want to enter into what one of the, um, I would say more positive things about my father's dementia is, you know, and he's been, it's probably been five years that it's, we realized it was happening. Um, three years that it's been bad. Uh, the last six months has gotten really bad. Um, but in all the badness and all the journey, one thing that a lot of people that's different about my dad's journey, which we're grateful for is he actually hasn't gotten mean. Um, We've seen that with a lot of people. We've read that with a lot of people. I have a lot of friends who that's kind of their family story. He's actually gotten like kinder and um, more, I don't know. My dad wasn't a very um, emotional man um, when I was growing up. And he is very emotional. He's very loving. He's very, he, t- he tells my mom how beautiful she is like, I, I, he, obviously he loved my mom. He always told her how beautiful she was, but not like this. Like, it's like a whole nother level. (laughs) So my mom's like, wow, like I'm getting, I'm getting all of it back. Everything that he, uh, maybe hesitated to say is all coming out now. Um, but you know, my dad has, um, he's 82 now, I think. And he's got two incredible ladies that are hired, uh, to help my mom, uh, Sindhu and Wendy and they help, they help my mom and they're invaluable and I'm so grateful for them. Uh, but he's starting to, my dad's starting to confuse my mom with them and starting to forget, you know, he looks at my mom and he's like, so where's my wife? And we're just kind of getting there, you know, and whenever, when it comes to these kind of, um, I've, I've never walked through anything like this before. Um, what I'm finding in, in this, in the season that's been a little bit helpful to me is to make sure that I am, that I am um, looking a step or two ahead and preparing for that as opposed to just letting it hit, hit us and then trying to f- scramble and figure it out. Now we, we don't know what a step or two ahead is going to look like. You know, my mom, my mom isn't to the point, nor may she ever, she may, I mean, I don't know, but where she's going to put them somewhere. Um, it's just not in my, as of right now in my mom's DNA, it may change. Things may shift. Um, and I say DNA, I don't even mean it like that. Like it's just not in her, in what she, um, is thinking about doing in this season. Um, getting like moving my dad somewhere, but I know that that may be something that happens at some point. And, you know, trying to talk to my mom that that may be something that needs to happen at some point. We don't know, um, I, um, you know, it's, it's the whole, it's a whole conversation of, of just family dynamic in America as well. And how in 2023, people just do family different, um, than even 50 years ago. And even currently across the planet, you know, um, I don't think that we're really good at thinking about the end of life here. I don't think we're really good at necessarily, um, facing it every day. If you have to, like my mom's facing it. She's watching. It's a slow death every day. Um, But I'm, I am seeing how important it is that we start talking about this more and more. Um, So I think what I want to do to start with, this won't be very long podcast. um, 
I, I say that every time. <laughs> uh, it may be, who knows? But I think what I want to do to start with is um, play a conversation I had with my mom today. Um, and then from there, go straight into a conversation just I had with my dad. Um, and then I, I want to hop back on here uh, and kind of set up um, set up a, a little clip of my dad that I want to share with us that shows us who he was six years ago, just six years ago, just six years ago. My kids are still teenagers. Um, and that's who, who their papa was, who their grandpa was. So let's do that. Let's um, invite my mom, which I kind of tricked her. Not tricked her. It's not like she didn't know, but I FaceTimed her and I had my phone Bluetoothed to my Rodecaster Pro 2 little soundboard podcast recording studio. Uh, and she answered it and I had my headphones on. I had this microphone on and you'll actually hear her be like, hey, hey, Carlos or whatever. Hey. Uh, and then there's a little bit of silence and she's kind of looking at me like, oh, because I asked her, hey, mom, like, can you hear me? Okay. And suddenly she's like, wait a second. He's got headphones on. He's got a microphone in front of him. He's in his studio and she asks me, am I on a podcast? <laughs> now, a lot of you have asked for my mom's um, point of view when it comes to how she's coping or what she's doing. And I'll be honest with you, like, it's just not my mom's MO. That's not the, the fact that I even, she even agreed after I tricked her to begin it, <laughs> um, to have a little bit of conversation is I'm proud of her. Um, but it's, it's not anything that she needs to do. She doesn't need to share this. She allows me to share this. Uh, he's my dad. Yes, but he's her husband. Um, and just know that what you're, what you get from my mom today, how sm even the small amount that it is, is huge for her. So thank you, mom. Um, thank you. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So without further ado, here's my sneaky podcast interview with the most incredible woman that I know, the strongest woman that I know, and my hero, Godman Whitaker. Here you guys go. Hey, mom. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you okay. You can. <laughs> Am I on a podcast? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't just ask you to be on a podcast and then you say yes. So I have to trick you <laughs> into being on one. <laughs> but you look, you have your makeup on. You look so pretty. You went out for the, your hair's looking 
great and fantastic. Where, where'd you go? Where'd you go today? Briar Lake Elementary School. <gasps> Wait, that's the elementary school that I went to. I could see you, the Michael Jackson portraying right there on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 what does that mean? Was I Michael Jackson? Yeah, you you did a, a dance like, you know. I, I did the moonwalk. The moonwalk Okay, so you went, you went back to ele- my elementary school today. Mm-hmm. That, and, that had- with Santos and Eduardo. Oh, with my my nephews go to my elementary school. Was it what, what were the feelings? What feelings did you get walking in? His, when was the last time you went? You went? You were there? It's 40, 40 years ago. At least. At least forty years ago. Yeah. Was it weird though? It had to have been weird. It hasn't changed a bit. Really? The dining room is the same. I think even the drapes on the stage are the same. They are. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks for letting me trick you into being on my podcast. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. This isn't live. This isn't live. FYI. This isn't live. Like nobody's listening to this right now, but me and you, but you are on my fancy microphone. People want to know that they, they, they always hear about my dad. They just want to hear. They don't even want, they don't want to even get into the depths of your heart. They just want to hear my mom talk. They just want to hear Carmen, the one that created me talk. And so I figured, Oh, you know what? This is good. I get people all the time and I'm constantly telling people, I get people that are like, you know, Carlos, like I'm going through this hard thing. I'm going through this hard thing. Everyone's going through hard things, right? Everyone's going through something hard, right? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going through hard. So we all have ways of getting through hard things. How do you, how are you getting through this, this hard season in your life, mom? What are you, what are you doing? Right. Scripture, singing songs. Are you watching Tony Robbins videos on, on YouTube? No, you're not doing that. What What are you doing? What are you leaning into? My son, Carlos. Oh wow! Wait, it was me. I was, I was, I was really expecting you to say my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but but you can say me. How important is it that people, that kids, that forty year olds are calling their seventy year old parents? It's very important, but I just don't want that to happen. It's too much. You don't want what to happen. Just called you and called you. Oh, oh, so you're okay. Okay. That makes sense. So you don't want to feel the pressure of calling me, but you feel you, 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 whenever I call you, you do, I feel like your, your mood lifts that, that things lift. Yeah. And why is that? Why is that? You're a wise young man. Oh, I'm a wise young man. You're not going to get anything deep from me. I'll cut that out. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll cut that out. No, you don't have to give me anything deep, but, but when you're, when you're when, like, you, do you read your Bible? Are you praying? Are you like, 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 are you yeah. like, what are you, what are you reading? Like, what are you, do you have something specific? Do you have a favorite scripture? Joshua one nine. What's that say? For I know. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's not, you don't have a theologian I, son. <laughs> I command you to be strong. Oh yeah. Oh, forget it. Joshua. God will be with you. Joshua one nine. It says, "Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Do or no. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. 
I'm, I'm reading the King James Version, which is why it's saying thou and thee and thouest. <laughs> For the Lord God is thy, is with thee wherever thou goest. Yeah. You, you, and and that that is, you would say of everything, scripture is probably the thing that is, that you're hanging on to. That carries me through. Yeah. 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 Good days and bad days. Right. Yeah. Good days and bad days. And talking to your kids. Yes. I, I mean, here's the thing. I'm 49. Here's my, th- I'm 49. My mom, I want really, to say how old you are. You're, you're 60. How old are you? Mom? 71. Okay. 71. Okay. You're, you're 71. I am obvious. No, Wait. I'm not 71. Oh, how, how, <laughs> I'm 70. Oh yeah. What do you do? Why are you saying 71? <laughs> I always add one year. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of because I like I say I'm 50 already, but I'm not 50. I'm 49. Quit calling me 50. You know. But but it's it's like I've just moved into this season where, you know, my kids now are, you know, so Hala moved to Paris. So Sianna moved to Paris. Losiah has his friends, he's at work. And I'm suddenly like what, what why aren't they why aren't they calling me? <laughs> like, you know, and I start to feel this longing as a dad for, for my, my kids. Right. And, and so it's, I, I think this is just the way it works. Suddenly as a entering into a middle-aged man, I'm like, you know what? Like I need to make sure that my mom and dad feel me every day, you know, and I'm not saying that people need to call their parents every single day, but, but you, you would you say that you've seen a difference in my my communication with you over the last year or years. Yes, yes, I have, and I appreciate that. What, what do you appreciate about it? I you just call in to see how we're doing, yeah. and uh, just seeing your face, uh, oh. knowing that you're going to call, or ah. even if what? Even if what? Even if what? Even if you don't call the next day, like you say, I'll call you tomorrow. I need to, it doesn't happen, but I know you're going to call again. Uh, so th- there's an expectation now. It's like something that you can hope in, right? It's like, oh, like I know it's coming. So I, I, I hope for this. And it's something that literally is happening. And that's why you yeah. can put your hope in it. Right. Which goes back to your hope in scripture and your hope in, it's like, you know, that is going to be there. And so you can hope in it because it's not failing you. Right. Yeah. Well, yes. Oh, you know, how to put things <laughs> with the right words. <laughs> Mom, you get, you, you gave me, you gave me all these words and, I, and you try to act like you don't like to be a linguist and speak, you know, but, but uh, I, I mean, this is, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted you to do. Eight minutes of conversation with my mom. Whoever knew that we would be able to get eight minutes of conversation <laughs> with my mom. <laughs> so I'm going to take a picture. Hold on. <laughs> I just like that when, I don't know, 30 seconds in, you kind of looked at me crooked and you go, am I on a podcast or something? Yes. <laughs> I felt, I felt like ethically I needed to tell you, I almost like just recorded it. I, I was almost like just going to move this aside and just get into your heart. But I was like, ethically, I need to tell her, uh, that, that she is being recorded, but, um, 
I love you. If not, your mother was going to sue you or something. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And then it would be a whole other conversation. Oh my gosh. It would be, um, it was, uh, so it was good. It was good to be with Eddie today. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And did dad go to the the senior center? Yeah. Oh, he did. I went to the, yeah. And he participated in some Tai Chi. What? (laughs) Do we have video of dad doing Tai Chi? Yeah, sitting down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. I've, I've never done Tai Chi. So that, that's, that, that, that I think is a very soothing movement probably to, to the seniors. That's one of his favorites. Oh, he likes that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe when I come next time, I'll have to learn some Tai Chi and I can take him through a, <laughs> I can take him through a exercise. <laughs> uh, all right. I love you. I'm not hanging up, but I love you. You're going to cut it off? Say, I love you too. Oh, I love you. (laughs) Imagine what you could learn by spending every day for a year on a psychiatrist's couch. In the pages of Change Your Brain Every Day, you'll get a year's worth of life-changing daily wisdom from Dr. Amen one of the world's most prominent psychiatrists. In Change Your Brain Every Day, psychiatrist and clinical neurologist Daniel Amen draws over 40 years clinical practice with tens of thousands of patients to give you the most effective daily habits he has seen that can help you improve your brain, master your mind, boost your memory, and make you feel happier, healthier, and more connected to those that you love. Incorporating Dr. Amen's tiny habits and practices over the course of a year will help you create an ongoing sense of purpose in a way that informs your daily actions. Manage your mind to support your happiness, inner peace, and success. Today is the day to start changing the trajectory of your life one tiny step at a time. Visit changeyourbrainbook.com to learn more. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. Filled with two tablespoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids should never eat. That is why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved superpower chewable vitamin. While most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes amazing and is perfect for picky eaters formulated with the help of nutritional experts haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals including vitamin d b12 c zinc folate and many others to help support immunity energy brain function mood concentration teeth bones and so much more i have tasted haya myself And if I was a five-year-old, I'd be begging for it. So we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you got to go to HayaHealth.com slash Human Hope. This deal is not available on the regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash Human Hope and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Do not spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. 
hate waiting? Well, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Let's talk about Instant Match. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it through a search, according to U.S. Indeed-based data. So with Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates who resum- whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. So what you need to do is this. Visit Indeed.com slash human hope to start hiring right now. Just go to Indeed.com slash human hope. Indeed.com slash human hope. Terms and conditions apply. Costs per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Are you getting up? I was trying to get up. What? Where am I going? I don't know. You, you, were going? you needed to talk to your son. You you heard me talking and yeah. you wanted to go see what was going on. Right. <laughs> well, you're looking good. You're looking talking good, to your... Can you see me okay? Like... Yes, I can see you perfect. Oh, great, great, great. I, um, I'm in front of a microphone. <laughs> All right. This is a microphone because I record a podcast. Good. But you know what what a podcast is? No, I don't. Uh, let me explain to you. It's like a radio show. So it's like it's like I can talk uh, I can talk to a bunch of people on my microphone all over the world and people can hear me. Wonderful. Isn't that pretty cool? Very cool. One right one, here from basement of his home. Yeah, I'm in the oh, basement. No. In the basement of my house. One time, Dad, I actually interviewed you for my podcast. No kidding. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And get and guess what? You told me all about your life and where you were born. Do you remember that? Where were you born? I think so. Where were you born? In Colon, Panama. Yes, in Colon. Central America. Yeah. And what was the street you lived on? Got- and street at Melinda Yes, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Dad. Good job. I love it. I love you. Well, I hope to see you sometime soon. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm going to try to come in the next few weeks. Okay. Four hours away from you. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yep. And so, like, I try to come down to visit you at least once a month. Um, that, that would be good. Yeah, would that be good? For me, it would be good. Yeah, why Why would it be good? Because you're my brother. Yeah, I'm your, I'm your son. You're my son. Yep. Yep. And it feels good to be around family that loves you. Amen, brother. That's one thing that I like. Yep. Yep. So you, we can remember all the old times and, yeah. uh, and like, you know, talk about all the good things that Jesus has done. Talk about it. Yes. Yes. Boy, you look so good. You look so good. <laughs> and I love it. You're a handsome boy. <laughs> well, you know why I'm handsome is because I look like you. Bless your heart out. <laughs> 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 you like literally look at my nose. Like my nose is the same nose as you. My cheeks are the same cheeks as you. I'm even starting to grow hair out of my ears like you. <laughs> <laughs> you must be kidding. No, listen, I, I try to tell every, all my friends, listen, when you turn 40 years old, you start to grow <laughs> hair out of places that you never grew hair out of before. They're lost. Those hairs are lost. They should have been up. 
I yeah, they're, they're the hairs are running away, trying to grow out of weird places. <laughs> well, it's good to see you. Yes, Dad. Dad, tell give me give me some encouragement. Well, uh, I, I am slow. Yeah, you're slow. A part of that is because uh, I'm older. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. It's okay to be slow and older. And I haven't had much, I haven't had much much to to create for for new things in the, in, in the building. Yes, yes, I get it. So you 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 like to to create things and come up with things, ideas and and things like that. And you haven't really been doing that a lot lately, huh? Well, it's lately. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? You were a great preacher back in the day. Thank you, brother. You you would preach, you would preach the paint off the wall. Wow. <laughs> you you would you would always say you would always say that you it was your goal to see every man, woman, boy, and girl. All right. Come to the come to the yes. of, of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's what you would say. That every boy, girl, every man, woman, woman boy, boy, and, and girl, girl yeah. will tap to the saving knowledge of Christ as their Savior. You look good. <laughs> you look good, brother. Why? You know, it's like, let's have dinner tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I love you, Dad. I love you too, son. Brother. Son. Brother son. No brother son. Well, he's calling me brother because I'm like a brother in Christ, but I'm still I your know. son. He calls me me to sister. To like. sister, yeah. life. sister in Christ, but your wife yeah. in real life. Man, like, you look good, son. <laughs> you look very good. Look at a picture of you back there. Oh yeah, uh, look dad. Ready? Behind. Look at That's me. <laughs> That's you. And then, and then, that's my wife. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> Good job. Now look at her. Look at the lady next to you and realize that's the same person. Oh, she is. She is very, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's so a good, good lady. Very good lady. Yeah. She knows how to behave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Well, thank you for calling me. I love you guys. Thank you, brother. Let's stay in touch. Okay, father. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Okay. Bye. 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 And so that's where we sit with my mom and dad. Um, he is uh, more confused and honestly more scared than he has been in this whole journey. And to see my dad scared is awful. Um, he also, um, my mom will find him just crying a lot. And she found him crying yesterday, um, maybe today, and asked him what was wrong. And he said he couldn't talk. Like he, he wasn't able to get words out to say he needed her. So he felt really trapped inside his own body on the sofa. And, um, it's just, it's just awful. Um, but as you heard, uh, from my mom, where she finds strength, 
Uh, and how about how about us calling our parents? If you, if you have the relationship where you where you can, I don't want to lose that little nugget. It's something I didn't do for a long time, and I'm grateful that I that she can hope in that. Right? Um, she can hope in that as much as she can hope in a human. Um, and I'm going to fail her, but but she knows that she can hope in that. But she also knows that she can hope in scripture more than she can hope in me. Um, let's, let's do this. Um, a, I'm typing something. Oh, I tried to find this earlier. I wonder if I can still, what I want to do is I typed some of this up. I want to give, I want to give you five or not five, maybe six or seven ways that you can help, um, that you, that you can help a, like a caregiver, somebody that is caring for somebody with dementia. Um, let me see if I can find it in my history here. Looking, I'm looking. Oh, wow. How did I lose it? I had it. I freaking had it and now it's gone. It's okay. Um, it's okay. I can, I can, I can give you, I can just give them to you right now. Um, off the top of my, my head. Here we go. Okay. Um, the first thing that I think has been really helpful, um, when, that I've learned is people, I'm not even the caregiver, but as people reach out to me and even how I speak to my mom, um, is I, I take the words I should, or excuse me, you should out. So, you know, and it's so hard, especially when you, when you've maybe even some of you have gone through something like this before. Um, and you say things like you should, um, that really makes the caregiver feel judged, um, and probably puts up a little bit of defensiveness. So especially, you know, if it comes from somebody that's not like intimately involved and doesn't understand, um, the needs that that specific person with dementia may have. And again, this isn't even just dementia. This could be, um, any caregiver of somebody that is, you know, in hospice for another reason or whatever it may be. So try to take the word you should out and consider saying this, you're, you're doing a tremendous job. Um, if you have challenges that you're trying to solve, I'd be happy to help you brainstorm and maybe research. You see the difference? That's helpful. Um, another thing that you may want to not say is giving them like examples on, on how care dementia caregiving was done differently in another situation that they were around. Um, but instead you need to be very aware that every situation is unique. Um, so again, try complimenting the caregiver or, or validate what they're doing well, right? Like I'm sure caregiving is it's really hard, um, it'd be a challenge for anyone, but I see what you're doing. This is amazing, right? Second thing to not say and to say something else to not say. Um, if it's hard for you, then why don't you just uh, put them in a nursing home? You know, a lot of people have no idea what that means financially uh, or memory care facility, right? Um, or how complicated it is to really advocate for the care of someone who is not with you. It's, it's difficult. And that's a step that some people have taken. It's a step that some people haven't taken. There's no wrong answer to that, but understand this, that a lot of people assume that a facility 
whether it be memory care facility or any sort of facility, right, um, is taking care of like every single need. And it's just absolutely not accurate. Um, So, you know, when it's a good choice for some people, it's not always feasible or really desirable for everybody. So, you know, unintentionally, you may be implying that they're not doing a good job. So instead, again, I like to give you an instead, say something like, I can see how hard this is for you. And I really appreciate and admire what you're doing. I'd like to help by, and just give them a specific way to help, something to not say. And I've actually been um, guilty of this. I've looked at my mom. I've actually said this, mom, you look really tired. You need to take care of yourself. Now, I haven't been that harsh, but you know, I'll say things like, mom, like, I just, I just really think you need to work on yourself. Like you just, you know, I can tell you're not sleeping. Um, any person that cares for another person 24 seven is gonna be tired. Okay. Um, the comments is not helpful at all. So erase it, uh, from your vocabulary of talking to caregivers. Most caregivers, again, they're aware that they're tired and they're aware that they may be neglecting themselves. So instead, why don't you help them in practical ways? Like offer to cook some healthy meals, take a night shift if you're close enough to the situation so that they can have uninterrupted sleep, give the gift of some exercise classes, or maybe a personal trainer, a massage therapist that can come to their home, Um, care for the person with dementia for a few hours so that the partner can have a little bit more time to take care of themselves. So I just think that that's a big one that, um, that is easy to slip up on but this one. Oh my gosh. The amount of people that say this to my mom, you're a saint. Oh, your reward in heaven's going to be, you know, mansion of gold. Listen, um, the ultimate reward for somebody that's caregiving is literally the precious time that is spent with our person. Like knowing that my mom is doing the best and me and my brother are doing the best for my dad. Um, that that's literally the reward. Okay. Um, a lot of times caregivers, they feel inadequate. Uh, they feel angry. They feel exhausted. So when you say things like that, even though it may be well-intended, you can make the caregiver feel that they shouldn't expect support or appreciation now. And it suggests that, you know, they're superhuman and they don't need it. Right. So instead, what do you do instead for say something like, thank you for what you're doing. It's gotta be challenging at times, but you keep forging ahead. I admire you for that. I'm actually taking this from this little clip from something someone else has written. I'd love to do whatever it is to support you, right? Like surprise the caregiver with like, I don't know, gift certificates, a present, something that'll make them feel loved. What else? Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, a lot of people will say things like, just let me know if you need anything. Let me know how I can help. Can I tell you something? When somebody is caregiving for somebody 24 seven, like they don't have the capacity to think of something that they need help with. So instead it's much more helpful when, and honestly, it feels more sincere when people just offer specific things. Can I run some errands for you? Can I sort some mail for you? Can I find you a therapist? Can I water your plants? Can I come visit you in person? Can I bring you a meal? Right? Like, let's get, let's get specific. Um, and so anyway, those are just a few things that I think could be helpful. Um, if you're in this season or know somebody that is in this season. 
to not say, and then maybe some things to say. What I would love to do now is just to end this with a clip from my dad. Um, And this clip is going to be from my dad from six years ago, um, preaching a message. And here, this is the amazing thing about my dad. My dad um, preaches in English and Spanish at the same time. Now, I just realized, I'm going to have to do something on the fly here, that I unplugged the soundboard. Hold on. From the computer. Now it's plugged back in. Um, okay. My, my, my dad, it, it, it's amazing. He preaches in English and in Spanish. Like he translates himself. And I found a clip that I want to play of, of my dad. Um, and I just hope that it encourages some of you. And we're going to, we're going to end the podcast with this. Um, I love you, dad. I miss you. And I'm so grateful for um, all the words you spread and all the love you spread. Here's my dad preaching a message called The Harvest is Plentiful. Today I remember el, el año cuando fui al Canadá. I went to Canada from Panama in 1960 before half of you guys are born. Llegué en el, al Canadá y vi las cosas blancas que bajaban. I saw this white stuff coming in. I turned around, di la vuelta y entré al avión. I went back to the plane and said, take me home. <laughs> en la iglesia yo, to, yo, yo, to, yo no tocaba, pero yo dirigía la música. I was a young pastor and I would lead worship. Y un diácono me dijo, pastor, te pagamos por predicar. We pay you to preach, not to sing. No por cantar. Así que yo aprendí a estar en mi ministerio y no andar copiando el de otros. I know why I am called by God. And I don't have to do your assignment. So stop giving me your assignment. Dejen de estar dándome trabajo. Tengo el mío. El tuyo es escuchar lo que dice la Biblia listen to what the Bible says Cristo recorría he left the place él salía de las ciudades he left the cities para entrar en áreas que no lo conocían he went to places that did not know him because they were not coming he went porque él no venía porque ellos no venían él salía de, de la casa para testificar de Cristo Jesús y hermano francamente Hay una expresión bien, bien difícil para decir en público. It's a very hard word to say among us. But I'm going to say it anyway. I'm leaving tomorrow. Me voy mañana temprano. Yo estoy hasta el copete. I'm up to my head with this idea. Ay, que no podemos. ¿Cómo que no podemos, hermano? Dicen. Cuando Dios me dice claramente, God says, I Yo estaré, I will be with you contigo. Tú tienes una armada increíble de poder. You have such power behind you. And we just walk away from it.